Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thank you for joining us. You are tuned into Unbecoming of Age, the podcast, episode 151. Two guys that have never met in real life. Yes, I am one of those guys. My name is Colin Flynn. I live in Iowa, and my co-host, Mr. John M. Craig. Um, who's this? Who are you? Uh, it's been a while, I know. It's yeah. been a while. It's been a minute. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, uh, uh, Matthew Cunningham in uh, Washington, D.C., uh, he listens to, uh, I believe, every episode uh, on like two and a half times speed. I don't know how he hears any of it. Um, he wrote to me uh, yesterday. Uh, today is, what's today? August 5th? Tuesday? August 5th? Is that right? Yeah, sounds right. Sounds right, right for us while we're recording this. Yo, where is the latest podcast at? Question mark. And then uh, I, I told him that uh, Unbecoming of Age is like dubstep. It's dead. There's a song called Dubstep is Dead, and I'm a little obsessed with that song. <laughs> and he said, haha, I hope not. Uh, and then he's like, Alexa, play dubstep. Uh, anyway, uh, he, he wrote, also, it's been 50 episodes since you two have discussed cold brew coffee. So Wow. Um, which again, now I, I don't know that he's on the spectrum, but he may be correct. It may actually be 50 episodes. Now I, again, I, I'm not going to go back and check it. Like if he ever wants to become the archivist and take notes and you know, that's great. Good. Ma- Matthew, uh, I have been drinking the shit out of me some cold brew. I have been, I've been, uh, yeah. I've, I've have you been doing my- it yourself? Well, I should be. Uh, so uh, Rachel is is pretty good at uh, putting the thing together at home, and and I usually grab a little bit before I leave home. But what I've discovered now is they have these jugs, these plastic jugs you get at the at the grocery. Uh, we've got a little uh, grocery customer I work that's got a. Uh, it's I, I don't know if it's I don't think it's organic. Although what what the fuck is organic coffee anyway? I know they got that. Single source, uh, guada, you know, they, 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 there's always descriptions of shit. And I, I don't know what the fuck any of that means. I don't know what, I don't know what a single source, uh, fucking, uh, whatever the code language is. I, I don't know whatever, what any of that shit means, but, um, I can get a jug of this shit and I'm trying to remember the brand. Um, but I get a whole jug of it for six bucks and it's, what, which one is it? It's not chameleon. It's in a blue. No, it's it, mm. it it's on it's on the shelf by the chameleon. Uh, but it's it's got a blue the 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 straight up black version of it without any sweetener added to it is in a blue container. It's uh, I don't know, but it's six bucks five ninety nine for and I. It's, it's a good deal. It's not worth yeah. making it if if if, if yeah. you like it and it, and it's pretty like good. It. Then yeah, because I will pay six dollars for a twenty ounce. Right. Cup of, I mean, like, and it, and it gets stupid. So tomorrow, um, we'll be at the stage, uh, Steiner Studios in Brooklyn, and there's a Brooklyn roastery right across the street. And again, it will cost me somewhere between five and eight dollars for one cup. Now, that's one, not one of the reasons that I brew my own. And also, I like it better. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's so, uh, I, yeah, and I found I, I got this. Uh, it's a Yeti knockoff thing. I think it's like Ozark brand or something like that. It's this, you know, it looks like a, one of these big Yeti cup things, and I don't even have to have the plastic lid on it. I can just put ice cubes in there. I can fill that thing up, and it'll stay hours, and the, the ice cubes don't melt with with the top open, which I it freaks me out. I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, don't, I, I got yeah. one of these knockoff ones uh, from uh, from Amazon, Iron Flask or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh okay, oh okay. 
I'm sorry, just, you know, I met my parents' house in Staten Island, and I'm on a PC, and the screen just went black. Can you hear me? I still hear you fine. You still so, hear me? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Should I wake up Cortana? I don't even know what the fuck Cortana is. I'm here in front of the PC. I need a cold yeah, brew right now, because I'm losing I, my fucking mind. Yeah, Cortana, I, I don't even know <sighs> what the... I think it's it's like, uh, it's it's sort of like, yeah, uh, yeah the, the, the Siri thing that's built into something that's like, wakes some shit up. Yeah, some, okay. Yeah, I, I, I mean, there's so much going on here that I don't understand. Like, I, it's working, I'm fine, but it did go, but it's you, fine. I'm okay good. if I don't see things. Okay. Yeah, I just sent you a text. I, I for, was looking at that. Yeah, for the Yama Glass Coffee Tower, which, by the way, I have seen this thing in a coffee shop when I was staying in, in at my friend's place in wow. Greenwich when I was working this. on the. And this thing is really cool. It's like a slow drip, like a slow drip cold brew. You can do it overnight. I mean, it looks nice. It looks very. Uh, yeah, yeah. Very I mean, it's science. it's a little pricey. It's like two hundred fifty five bucks, but I think it's something that like Rick Rubin would have yes. at uh, his at his place in Malibu, Shang- Shangri La, which uh, it's a new. Show. There's a documentary series, four episodes on um, Showtime. I really want to watch it. And it looks like I could, uh, I could put uh, some sort of. Uh, it looks like something I could do. You know, I could, I could uh, put marijuana in the top there, and it would drip out some sort of uh, CBD into the into the second container. It would go down through that still yeah. looking thing that that twists around through the middle, and then it would right. drop out with some sort of uh, right. hazy golden goodness that I could uh, fire yeah. up in in, in my uh, in my bong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you can tweet that out, that Amazon link to this uh, Yama yeah. Glass coffee oh. tower with iced slow drip technology. And you bought one of these? You own, you own no, this? I did not buy one of these. I mean, right. I mean, I want it now that I've seen it. I, no, I do want to buy one of these, but I live in my ex-wife's pool house. That's, I'm never yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I just started a relationship, I think. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with my life. So, so you've, you've, you you went for uh, for a while. and we Okay. So There's you, a lot, you went, yeah. You, you went for a long while there where um, I was I was actually, I, I, was, I had, I, I had uh, consciously thought to myself, okay, um, I remember when this, this pool house thing started and there was going to be the house rule that you, the, no girls allowed at the fun house. Um, that, uh, that's okay. Yes, that's correct. There was uh, an agreement that we had for six that covered six months. I'm yes. assuming that even though after the six months were up, I stayed, and that 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 virtual paper that I may have even signed, whatever it is, I'll never read the. Whatever I shared in the past, Matthew Cunningham could go back to that contract if he'd like. I don't want to. I don't want to know about it. Read it. I don't want to go back. (laughs) Um, I am going to make a a, a pretty good assumption that my ex-wife, mother of my children, still would not like me to have. Um, female guests whom I may be having relationships with in her pool house. So, so you had gone a while, and I was I was starting to think uh, uh, maybe John's gone asexual on us or something because you weren't even for a long time there. You weren't even oh, really no, no. Even talking I, I mean, about it. You weren't even really someone who's asexual it. will not. Uh, I, I think even um, uh, enjoy themselves. You know, I'm saying. I mean, I not asexual. I don't know what you call it. No, so the last you, time you, you had been jacking off in the pool house is what you were saying. And I mean, I don't know that I would have stated it that way. I mean, I would have just kept it at um, <laughs> that. I would just would have said that uh, not me. It's not so much what I would do. It's just that I am not asexual. <laughs> 
we could let them do transitive <laughs> property and let the audience figure it out. All right. Okay. Um, yeah. So, right. no, I've never jacked off in the pool house. That was in the agreement, I'm pretty right. sure. So um, he, but it was ripped up. He, so. he goes outside and jacks off in the pool. <laughs> That's in right. In the pool, in the actual pool itself. <laughs> <laughs> There's a shed in the back. It's, got, it's a dirty shed. Uh, I just go in the dirty shed. Uh, and I actually, I don't use my phone. I actually will have like a vintage uh, girly magazines. He's back there talking about the dirty, dirty shed. <laughs> I, I bring my copy of Jugs back there. <laughs> So, uh, and, so anyway, uh, so, and then, uh, over the course, okay. So then like it was, I think it was pretty much like, uh, uh, six, 16 hours ago, you, 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 you texted me and you said, uh, uh, I, I just uh, talked to this this girl for the first time, and then like a, an hour after that, you said we're we're in the deep end. We're we're we're. That's right. That's exactly right. Yes. <laughs> so she he <laughs> she and I have. Uh, so I told her the same thing tonight when we were talking. I, I can't remember what she said to me, and and I, I said, it, you know, we've only it's been like three days. I was like, I God, I so hope that you will kiss me when we go on our our second date and um we've been on three dates and uh all of them have been pretty good and uh i i don't know i don't know it's like she fucking gets me and that scares me more than anything in the world wow okay and, so. and, and no she gets me she knows things about me she's listened to two episodes of this podcast and yeah. and she and she's still contacting me like she she said at one point she said that she doesn't have any red flags and i made it very clear to her that that's a red flag she someone who said, claims not to have any red to, flags you've listened to two 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 episodes of the podcast the red flag that's a been, red flag you, you're still talking to me i was gonna say that, your, your choice in friends your choice <laughs> you know, no i mean <coughs> her yes. choices are much worse than mine because yeah. she's still talking to me She's still talking, and she's, she must she lives, be very broken. She's in Connecticut, which is not uh, in your backyard exactly. It's close, but I mean, it's it's a ways. Well, away. no, well, it, I mean, it's it's in the same region of the country. Yeah, <coughs> you're gonna be okay, but I'm not gonna be okay. Um, I mean, I'm drink. I mean, I did. I had some water. It made okay. it worse. Right. Um, I don't want to go out. I want to. I mean, we made it to 150, but maybe we can make it to 200. And and I really want to give this relationship a chance. Uh, she she lives in Newtown, Connecticut. That's right up by that Sandy Hook, the Sandy Hook shooting in that town okay. over there. Right, right, right. Um, so I assume it's Fairfield County. I don't know Connecticut that well. I kind of know you know Greenwich, New Canaan, and and another one. Greenwich, New Canaan, like Stanford, that area, which is a lot closer to me. I'm fairly familiar with the uh, Montville, Uncasville, um, uh, somewhat the new, you you talked about New London, uh, New London, uh, Mm. uh, that area. No, New Haven, New Haven. Mystic, Mystic. Yeah, she's relatively close to Mystic, I think. And I I mean, she went to, uh, not with me, but she went to Mystic recently. and the seaport the mystic seaport yeah i don't know what she was yeah. doing a couple mystic of things pizza did she go to mystic I, she did go to mystic pizza actually okay, there was know, that was the picture that she sent me okay. and and she, so she and i went to so we had been on my mom my mom just walked by i'm just like you know she's she's wanting to hear she's wanting to hear the story yeah. the mystic seaport story yeah. about uh, um, your new girlfriend so john's got I, a new girlfriend bonnie 
Yeah, she, she, she can't hear you. All right, she, no, she can't. Hear you. you have I, headphones on. All right. I do have headphones on, but um, I just want to let you know that, that there might be some parental interaction. Well, yes, that's cool. I'm, that's I'm, cool. I'm in my 48th year. I'll be 48 in, 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 <laughs> in like two months. Hiding so. in his parents' house, trying not to let them over I'm here. Hiding. Is, There's is no podcast. door in this room. I just haven't opened. <laughs> It, I feel like I feel like Rupert Pumpkin in in the King of Comedy. It's like it's like where he's yelling from the basement, "Mom, mom, you know, where alone. I'm trying to do my he's, podcast." He's doing it. He'd be like, "John Michael, you don't have any friends. What podcast? What podcast? Podcast? You have you have a podcast? How do you? Li- what what station is it on? What time is the podcast on? Whatever the fuck you want, mom. Don't listen. Don't listen to my podcast." Podcast. Um, so, so we we went to. Uh, so uh, I had I had met her in Greenwich. So oh, not Greenwich, New Canaan. So she lives in New Canaan. I had met her there twice. That's where she works. So I met her there twice, two Saturdays in a row, and then the third Saturday, um, I actually went to meet her at, at her home. So I didn't finish work until like three thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then I drove like an hour and a half, and it was like five a.m. So, so we, you know, we had a nice weekend. We, um, she, you know, her kids obviously weren't there, and she, uh, she and I went to um, what did I say? New Haven, New Haven, New Haven. and apparently New Haven pizza is a really big thing. They get, they have their own unique style of pizza in New Haven. I, I didn't quite. Uh, I've, I've been, and, and I'm trying to remember exactly what the deal is. It was, I don't know, thin, thin and greasy is what I remember, sort of. But uh, it wasn't thin and greasy though. Well, what did you? What, what was your New Haven pizza experience like? Because I mean, uh, I mean, I'm not like I've had Neapolitan pizza before, but it was yeah. closer to Neapolitan. It wasn't a circular pizza. It was almost like a rectangular pizza oh, that was cut into like squares, strips. So, yeah. Like, but it wasn't a square or or grandma pizza or you know what I mean. Like, it uh, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. We got and, a. Uh, a margarita yeah, that's right, that's right. it yeah. was good the line was long they have two buildings now like what must be the original building and another one and i think like maybe this particular one uh, what did i say it was called frank pep frank peppy pizzeria yeah and and there's a line there's a guy in the parking lot who's like va- not valet parking cars but telling people where to park and he was just like a real like New England sort of Italian guy, probably. Right, right. You you couldn't tell. I couldn't tell if he was like fifty five or seventy five, but he was probably <laughs> no. But he was probably like in his early sixties, and he had like a cooler with waters, you know. And and like she, when we got there, she had to use the bathroom, and she's like, "No, no, I'll just wait." I was like, "There's a fucking bathroom inside. Go inside. We're just waiting online." So there's like you know people that want to order a takeout, they can walk in and order, and then wait inside and then the people that are waiting for a table wait online and they manage the line mm-hmm. people are like people are all like uh, um um what do you do what do you do and I'm, I'm just like i'm gonna talk to that fucking guy i'm gonna buy at least a water i'm gonna tip him a dollar i'm gonna be super nice i'm gonna turn on some sort of new york northeast italian fake italian accent you know what i mean like the hey you know like all right cool what, yeah she's got to use the bathroom where's the bathroom in there all right cool you know and and people are like, do you give your name? I was like, no, you just stand in this fucking line and shut your mouth, <laughs> you know? And my that's what it was is, like. My name is Anthony. They don't, they don't want a name. You know what they need? They just need, when they come out and ask, they ask three tables. How many in your party? How many in your party? How many party? So it's like, okay, we've got six, two, and five. And you're like, with a two, you're like, yes, you know? There was one couple. It was two adults, nine children. 
Really? Wow. And they waited in a fucking line. Are they insane? I mean, it must have. They can't be all the same kids. I think it was like a party or something. Yeah. But it was great. The pizza was good. Um, I don't know that it was anything to write home about, but uh, it was nice. We And we saw that movie. What's that movie that I told you I saw? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I didn't realize you had actually uh, had get you, you you said something about that. I thought you were joking about that. So you no, no, I really it. we did it. We did. We saw a movie. Like I was like, uh, yeah, I was like a real date and like a full on. I'm Tarantino I'm in a relationship. Movie. Yeah, Tarantino. Yeah, and, and were it you was cr- the Tarantino movie? Was uh, I, I've heard nothing but good stuff about it. I liked it. I liked it a lot. If you are, if you have anyone that goes to see the movie has to have some idea of Charles Manson, the Manson family, Sharon Tang. I'm aware, yeah. If you don't know that, you're going to miss a big part of it, right? Right. Because it's it's similar to Inglorious Bastards is it uses real, you know, historical people and events and it works around that thing. Yes. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So you if you knew that. Hitler was a vegetarian, then uh, that that helped for Inglorious Bastards. Is that true? It actually was. <laughs> Is that true? Was there a reference? I don't remember the movie. No, there well. wasn't. There wasn't. I'm kidding. But, was he uh, actually a vegetarian? Towards the end of his life, they said uh, he, uh, for the last couple of years he decided uh, to to be a vegetarian for for some really, and they, and they don't know exactly why. So that was one of the things that I wanted to ask you about. Okay. Is uh, I don't know what the communication was. I don't know if it was twitter mm-hmm. instagram right. you and i texting or talking but i think it was one of the social medias is that uh something about your plant-based life like something something plant-based life no, am see, i making am, am i am i misreading am i no, messing no, something I, up? I, what i said was and you're close but what i said was uh and i've had this to go, you and i have a have a common acquaintance a uh a gal that uh, lives out in uh saha saha she's she's from hawaii and she lives in in uh utah now. utah now but she was living in vegas yeah, but she yeah. just moved to utah yes yeah yeah and and she's uh she's all over the place with oh with, sure with, sure with, sure with whatever you know so she's like crystals well, and crystals. readings and I don't know about crystals, but you know. Oh yeah, 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 all that. You know, she's she's like yeah, she's tarot and she's uh, she's yeah. uh, Catholic one week and the next week she's sacrificing chickens and um, uh, you know <laughs> these are these are these are exaggerations hyperbole a little bit of hyperbole but <laughs> a little hyperbole. That. However, some of the stuff that she's done in real life is much more extreme than what he's saying. So I'm <laughs> saying, but we just don't have a you know we don't have a, an archivist for her life. So yeah, so she's been she's been squabbling a bit, I guess, apparently with uh, with various people online because she's decided that uh, that vegans are assholes even though she was saying she was a vegan for for a while but she was, she was trying to be <laughs> that's that's why she knows that yes. vegans are assholes she, she just thinks there's an attitude problem there that, that she decided to have issues with so i told her uh that um i'm i'm gonna uh, approach um this uh, sort of a new eating lifestyle i've got now where i, I don't want to say i'm vegetarian or vegan or anything like that I'm but not, you're favoring plant but uh, Plant forward is what I'm saying. Plant, oh, plant, I see. plant I see. forward. So uh, the way I'm looking at it now is um, if I'm going to eat, I'm going to try to eat a lot more um, vegetables, mostly. Some, you know, but I mean, you know, fruit too. But more of more of that than I'm eating than I'm eating other stuff, meat. But I've got got this little card that I've been walking around with. Uh, for uh, I know this has probably been close to a month now. I've been I've, I've been doing this, but I've got um, 
the the main stuff I'm trying to eat is it all fits on the back of a business card, um, which is in my protein group. I've got um, just basically uh, egg egg whites with uh, if I'm going to have eggs, I have mostly the whites, but I have a, a, a whole egg in there. They'll you know give it color and and some you know body and texture and all that stuff. So I'll eat that and, and then. Um, grass-fed meat you know of some sort but i try to make that not the the main feature that part of it the main feature so then the other feature would be uh any kind of mixed vegetables um um focusing on the really green stuff spinach asparagus you know peas uh you know stuff like that the really green vegetables focusing on that stuff first and then uh, i've been what i've been eating a lot more of is um the uh, and I get confused how to say this legume, 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 legumes. Uh, anyway, so like lentils, black beans, pinto beans. I've been eating the shit out of those, and um, and just a lot more plant based stuff, uh, plant based stuff, and uh, and then staying away from um, all of the uh, anything processed, anything out of a bag, anything out of a box, uh, anything that makes a health claim, any of that kind of shit. I don't eat. I've been staying away from all of that, and uh, so no sugar, no white food. Uh, of any sort i'm not eating any pasta any rice any uh, anything that's white uh, any bread any any of that kind of shit so and uh it's been going well actually i, I i've gotten takes a little bit of getting used to uh but uh I, but you're not cutting out you're not you're still eating meats like i'm still eating meats. red meats chicken pork what primarily so we have uh, I, every year uh, we uh, we buy a um, my wife's family we all go in together and and get a um, we split amongst a th- th- would be four I guess four family groups we split a um, we buy a whole grass fed beef one one cow grass fed beef we have it butchered it's raised by somebody that we know and it's uh, organically raised grass fed beef and so I've got a good deal of that in in the house uh, in the freezer out in the, uh, in the garage that uh, we so if i'm eating beef that's the beef i'm eating and then when we occasionally i'll buy um fish um or or some sort of grass-fed um we can get grass-fed pork around here pretty easy because it's iowa and there's a lot of a lot of a uh, lot of there's a lot of pigs around here in iowa uh and um occasionally some chicken stuff um so but yeah i, I do eat the, the meat but if i'm gonna eat meat it's not i try to make it not like you know a lot of times you, you know people especially in the midwest they'll talk about you know what are you having for dinner tonight and they'll say we had chicken and blah 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 well if mentally i'm trying to get the the meat in my head as the lead item out of the equation and try to get something big going on that's uh that's has nothing to do with the meat so the meat's like the the, the sprinkling on a little bit of meat passed after the other the vegetable stuff right. that i eat so right. we've so, been doing we've been doing a lot on the grill because it's because it's it's uh, summer and um so um I, i've been doing a lot of uh cutting up just you know all kinds of different vegetables and throwing stuff on we've got a flat griddle thing that uh, i can cook with out on the grill so you know just chop up all kinds of mixed vegetables and do them on the griddle and that kind of thing or or do a big salad kind of deal right and uh, i've gone i've gone from uh you and i were having this discussion not too long ago i was like i was weighing about 175 and i've dropped down to one 162-ish i think that's insane to me that is fucking crazy i'm not on i'm not on a scale now i have no intent of getting on a scale and this is you're saying that the uh 
change in diet, the shifts have has made the difference? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's no okay. doubt. Okay. And, and, and have you been running? or, or have I have not? been running too. That's that's helped. So, uh, you know, okay. I've been running uh, probably five days a week, uh, three to five miles in that range. And uh, it's been hot as shit. So I'm, it, it, it's, uh, you know, it's a lot of, lot of effort. So for me, three to five miles is somewhere I'm running somewhere between a half an hour and 45 minutes, depending on, you know, what's going on. Um, somewhere right. in that range. Right. So, so it's really challenging for me to to work out because of the hours that I'm working. That's one of the reasons why we haven't done this is because I'm never home, and I'm like I'm exhausted by the time I get home. There are times that I get home on a Monday, I get home at like eleven o'clock, and I've been up since like three o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, oh be, yeah, yeah, and, that's got to be. You hard. know, so and it's like so like last week I was, I mean on the clock for 71 and a half hours then you have wow. to add at least an hour per day to that for right so, transportation you know, driving transportation at least minimum and sometimes it's an hour and a half two hours per day on either end depending on what time you know if 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 my call time pickup time is in the heart of of rush hour then right. or i'll just get up a couple hours earlier you know i showed up this morning uh, we were shooting up in um nyack new york and uh, it was, uh, I don't know how many miles north of, of New York City, maybe about 35, whatever it is. But I had to go from where I'm staying at my parents' house on Staten Island to 96th and Broadway on the Upper West Side. Okay, And so I showed up. I had an 8 a.m. pickup. Well, 8 a.m. pickup, if I were to leave at like 7, I might not make it in time because it's rush hour. Right, right. So I ended up leaving at like 5 45 or whatever whatever it was i think it was going to be like a 40 45 minute drive i parked the van and and then i went for a 45 minute walk i walked three miles i just walked across 96th street into central park along the park loop i mean i, I ran a little bit which i shouldn't have done because i was like breaking a sweat and i wasn't really dressed for you know i had shorts on but i had like a button-down shirt and it was just like but i needed to move i haven't been doing it you know and it's like so today was a decent day and then i did about six miles but and then eating as well it's just so disjointed you know every morning i go to the breakfast the caterer and get like an egg white omelet with veggies and that's and then but sometimes i'll get a bagel with sometimes whatever and i don't want to eat like that i don't want to eat carbs i don't want to eat sugars but then it gets late at night and i'm exhausted and my body's shutting down and then i go and i eat the worst things i'm eating like carbs with sugars because it's there it's there it's easy yeah i'm there it's easy you know, and so so it's kind of it, it takes a toll. Um, you know, so I gotta f- I have to figure that out, and and anything I can do to sort of shift it and uh, change it would be great. But I and I'm working on a job now. I started this job in June. The job started shooting in March. Um, there's a group of the teamsters. I think it's like 13 to 15 guys that have a weight loss challenge. A lot of them are doing do some some level of intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. And once a month, they they all put money in the pot. And so each month, I think there's like $200 up for whoever gained, lost the most amount of weight percentage-wise, right? So it's based on your weight 
percentage of loss because right. it can't be on a number because a, a dude that's clocking the scales at 350 is going to drop a, a lot more weight than the guy that started at like 195 yeah he loses 20 pounds and it's no big right, deal right. and it really isn't but uh, right exactly right so so it's a whole thing where and uh our boss won like the last one and i mean you know it lo- i could see that he lost weight but he did he doesn't look like he's like your height but weighs a lot he weighed a lot more than you i think you're are you 511 yeah, right. I think he. I think he's around five line. He might be a little bit taller, but I swear he was clocking at over two hundred, maybe like two twenty seven. And I, I, this guy knew how to hide the fucking weight. But I can see it in the face. You could see it in the face and the shoulders and the neck that he's losing the weight, and then then also in the chest and the. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I, how do I do that? Because again, I feel like it's harder for me to do that because well, of the way my weight and. Yeah, metabolism and blah blah blah. The the uh, restricted, uh, you know, where you do this, re, you know, restricted time stuff or the intermittent fasting. I think that makes a big difference too, because I've done that as well. Um, yeah, a lot of guys do the sixteen hours. Where yeah, sixteen is is kind of you know. It, I, I've been doing either when the days that I decide to do that, I I, I always make it sixteen at a minimum. Some days I do. And do you do the eating from noon to eight? p.m. or or like scale it back a little bit like yeah nine to five I'll, yeah i'll do it like because we eat later in the evening a lot of times in the summer um a lot of times we're you know god we don't eat until like nine o'clock so a lot of times when i'm doing that i, I will try to wait until one or two o'clock in the afternoon before before i eat anything and then um i've, I've had but i've also done um there's a lot of days i just decide i, I get there's a point where you get you're, you're really hungry and then you get to a point where you just kind of you 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 uh it just goes away and if, if that happens then i just i just say screw it and i just go to 20 and i'll just wait until like five in the afternoon before mm-hmm. i eat before i eat anything because i'll have a period like i said where i'm really hungry I, 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 I like the previous night maybe i ate at nine o'clock at night was the last time and then um as i get towards the noon hour i'm really hungry and i just get over a hump and then I, it goes it goes fine for two or three hours and then i'll have another pang at two or three in the afternoon where it, it really starts to kick in i feel really hungry for a second or, or you know it might last for 10 minutes and then if i w- go past that and usually with my cold brew coffee andrew cunningham i'll chug a little more cold brew and uh and then boom all of a sudden i'm like okay i can do this till five no problem and uh so it just it, you know it, it makes a difference and then I, I don't know the science behind all of that other than the fact that you're eating less calories i know they also talk about that there's uh, things metabolically 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 that's uh, go on inside you metabolically uh that uh i don't know what what, what exactly that's all about but it, the, the weight does start to fall off you yeah. easier than you think I I just want to uh, make an editorial note here, and I'm going to speak very slowly. Uh, Colin Flynn just referred to um, Matthew Cunningham as Andrew Cunningham. So 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 yeah, that's that's it's fine that you did that. But but I just wanted to point it out because I don't want to deal with a text. I'm going to get a text from him regardless, and it may have pictures of of like a gay cruise as well so matthew so. matthew what i wanted to was to say to matthew was uh, you're not the only cunningham in the world uh there, <laughs> we have another we have another mm-hmm. uh, listener yeah, that's yeah. out there and uh is uh, pays pretty close attention to the show his name's andrew cunningham and uh R- right right and then there's another guy that we both know richie cunningham i'm not sure if you're familiar <laughs> with them bucko so just watch yourself mr 
<laughs> um, yeah, here he's got uh, he's got yeah. a pretty good career now in the in the movie yeah. biz these days. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. So. Um, yeah. So I, I just uh, so you seem to be doing pretty good. Uh, yeah, so other yeah. other than that, the health is good. The heart, the tickers move like doing the right thing again, ticking the way it's supposed to. Uh, it's been you know it's been a kind of an up and down thing over the last couple of years, but uh, yeah, the last uh, last dealy that I had done the last. Uh, Last little uh, laser treatment, uh, which is, uh, it's a goofy thing to think about when I, when I start talking about that. It's like, the, uh, I've had these, uh, yeah, yeah, I've had these doctors that have been uh, burning, burning little scars on my heart to make it be right. And uh, apparently it's working. So knock on wood. There's, and, uh, you know, there's worse things. You can and, and how's your wife? How's Rachel doing? Is she uh, pretty recovered and being all right from her stuff? Yeah, she, you know, she had a little thing, a little, little, a little deal going on. And uh, she's, I think, doing pretty well. We've, uh, uh, we've both been, uh, I, so with the, with the little, you know, and you, you're a, uh, you're an Apple guy. So you got the Apple watch. I turned all the shit on, on the Apple watch to go up to the maximum, you know, like, uh, whatever for the circles, you know, the three circle thing, you know, the activity block yeah, right, right. bullshit. So, um, I, I, I put the, the, uh, the exercise, the, uh, I don't know what this, the red one is effort, daily effort or some shit like that. What is the red one? One is oh, the red. No, no, wait, wait. So. The blue is your standing goal, so you want yeah. to be on your feet for however long, so for uh, twelve hours in the day, half the day. Okay, mine says four, the, fourteen hours. I've, I've been on my feet. Um, okay, so yeah, mine today was eighteen hours. Okay, so my green one is thirty-one. So that's thirty-one minutes of exercising. That's right, right, and then and then the the red one i forgot I don't, that, that's, that's what i don't quite understand is the red one because sometimes uh, i'll go out and i'll run five miles and then i go for a walk and i still got calories that's calories oh that's calories so you got to get to that's my, calories i, I, so I got to get to 900 to fill that well you you set your own goals right? right so i mean today um i think my so my move goal i burned uh, 1068 calories today of the 500 now i don't know why i have 500 because i don't calculate of 30 minutes of exercise i had 79 minutes all right now 45 of those minutes was a brisk walk and then 18 of 12 hours so yeah so so, um, so like at lunch i've been going for a, about a mile and a half walk and that takes me like a you know, mm-hmm. you know it's a half an hour ish thing um mm-hmm. and that usually fills that uh, that green thing but to, to get the red the the calories that that one's usually you know like uh, I'll, I'll go for like I said I'll run for five miles and I, but I think I've got that set it's like nine hundred something is what the calories is on mine. So anyway, yeah. but uh, Rachel's been uh, going along in the walk stuff a lot too, and uh, so um, yeah we're we're keeping that going, keeping that whole, that whole thing going, and uh, going to uh, we, we went to see uh, I, now I didn't realize uh, over the weekend I, I went to see another uh, concert thing um, a band called Dawes D A. W E S. All right. Well, is that the dude that's married to uh, the Mandy Moore? Mm, who's married uh, to Mandy Moore? Mandy? Uh, no. Isn't the, isn't the Dawes guy married to? No, I don't think so. I think you got Mandy Moore was married to, uh, but she's not anymore. I think she she was married to uh, the the uh, Ryan Adams. Uh, she was, but she was. she's she she and the Dawes guy are in a relationship. They're married. Mandy really? Moore, Dawes, Taylor, Goldsmith discussed. Oh, really? Them. This is us song. Oh, I didn't know that. This is 2019. Now I don't. Oh, know. that's right. Okay. Taylor Goldsmith is marrying. This is September 13th, 2017. Taylor Gold. 
Goldsmith is marrying Mandy Moore. Five things to know about the Dawes musician. All right. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they have right. a song together, apparently, that is a song from This Is Us, the show that she is on. Okay. Uh, I guess I was. Yeah, they've, they've, yeah, that's, it's sort of new. So yeah. she went from one guy to the other. All right. So. Yeah, I, she likes musicians. I, I did, yeah, apparently. I didn't realize that, uh, uh, and she's going, kind of talk. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, I just, I mean, I, I'm not too familiar with Dawes. Well, I mean, I, I, I think it's, it's, I'm pretty confident that they're a pretty good band and he's a pretty talented dude well i discovered uh, this week uh, leading up to the concert i discovered uh, and i wasn't aware of this that uh, david letterman is a huge dawes fan and uh, oh man and uh, D- david letterman apparently mm-hmm. towards the end of one of the one of the last shows uh, his last shows on the air he and we like to talk about david letterman on and I'm becoming of age, but uh, anyway, so um, he decided that um, okay, so he was also a big fan of Warren Zevon, and uh, of course, yes, Warren, he loved Warren Zevon. Loved Warren Zevon. Warren Zevon uh, developed a, a, a cancer. I, I don't remember which strain of cancer it was, but he was given a, a few months to live and decided to go and uh, um, spend as much time as he could during those few months, uh, doing whatever he could, and he, he appeared on Letterman uh, and. Um, I, I, wasn't he on like every night one week? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. He or did am some, I making that up? I, I think I think you're right. He did some sort of a thing, and they Letterman did that Letterman kind of after hours thing where they rec- they kept the, the the video rolling, and they, they there was some extended stuff that they ended up showing like on YouTube that wasn't I think on the air for for right towards the end there when he was doing that. Anyway, Letterman wanted uh, there was a, there was a song I think it's called Desperados Under the Eaves. Um, under the eaves, uh, that um, he uh, he really had a hankering for for uh, Warren Zevon to to sing, and uh, in one of those last performances, but he said he never. Um, he never got the the opportunity, and it never felt like it was his place at, at, at any of those uh, at any of those last shows to be able to ask him, "Can you can you play that song for me?" He, he didn't feel like he should do that. And so, um, after Warren passed away, and towards one of those last shows, he uh, he asked Dawes to to uh, play that song for him to come on this show and play that song for him, mm-hmm. and uh, which they you know gladly did for him, and they did a a great job of it, and they they. Um, uh, uh, he he was making some funny, you know, David Letterman, the way he does the references. He said uh, he, his 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 notion was that when he quit the show, he was going to quit the show and he was going to join Dawes. He was going to become mm-hmm. a member of the band. But uh, we went and saw them the last week, and that uh, was was. Uh, was fun and it was um, I guess the, re- the reason I uh, remind me of that it, it was it was a there was a physical effort involved in doing this because um, there was um, uh, there's this barn that you, we, this place called Catfish Hollow that we've we've gone to have talked about it already on the show quite a bit but um, it's it's a it's a barn and there's no there's no air, no air conditioning in this place and it's you're standing up and uh, they did a they did a long show and we got towards the front of the the, the venue in the front of this place and just kind of held our ground and um they did the, the way they did the, the 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 show is they did they decided they were going to um for the first half of the show first hour or a little longer they they just decided to perform their first album from front to back so they started with you know like if you were listening to the first record they started with song one and just did the whole thing so song after song did the did the first album and then they did an intermission and uh, came back about you know 20 minutes later something like that and then did everything else that they would normally do and so it was uh, it was kind of a long show standing in a uh, in a 
hot ass barn in the middle of Iowa, um, watching some some guys rock and roll, and it was uh, it was good. But it was too hot. No, nah, well, it was it was warm. I enjoyed it. it was no, warm. I, I, I wouldn't okay. say it was too warm or it was too hot. It was it was uh, it was uh, you know. There, there were some people that were around us, I guess, put it that way, that um, I saw that uh, I could tell that the, the heat was too much, and they decided to, to bail. But we, we both hung in there. We actually got in a, in a weird spot on the floor where there was, there was actually a ceiling fan thing that was above us, and there was, there was a little breeze. And so even though I was maybe, uh, I'm guessing, um, eight feet from, from where I was standing to the, to the actual front of the stage. And there was no, it wasn't one of those situations where you had, you know, a lot of times they have the barrier and, and the stage is actually, you know, another 10 feet on the other side of that. No barrier. The, the stage was right there. So I was about eight feet away. So we we're, uh, right in front. It was, uh, it was cool. It was, it was like, to me, it was like, um, <sighs> music is so strange these days because um, the, I, I, I feel very strongly that if if uh, radio was different, if the world was in a different place, um, these guys would be would be a, a big deal. They they're much much larger than they are now because the talent wise and, and their their songwriting capabilities and you know like just going along with like what David Letterman said that he was he was like this is you know one of the best rock and roll bands in the world. I, I want to join this band. This is what I want to do. This would you know he was making fun but he, he was he was semi-serious um that said no there's a lot of people who don't know who the hell they are um i, I kind of got the feeling as i was standing there listening to them during that show i was like you know um in my mind i thought if the fucking eagles came around in today's world same bunch of musicians Joe Walsh, uh, you know Don Henley, the whole bunch. If if these guys were would, would have started a band four or five years ago and been out in the world today, they wouldn't be any more popular than Dawes because the, because we have. Oh, right, right. I, I follow it. We're just split. The, the world is split into factions mm-hmm. and, and d- disparate listening places. Um, the the Beatles could never happen again. And, and right, that's right. Because there's no there's no delivery method for for the popularity that they were able to achieve because mm-hmm. of the fact that we had you know we had three networks in the United States and the BBC in Europe. And um, so everybody was hyper focused on this one, this one group, and made aware of the fact that this is a big, mm-hmm. big deal. Right, right, there, right. There are, yeah. in all likelihood, a lot of a lot of big deals out there. There's a lot of great, yeah. of great, great acts, yeah. great talents yeah. that most yeah. of us, most of us, don't ever get to, because we're just not able. We're not more. We're not. There's no. There's no way that we can become aware of them, uh, or at least not very many, uh, for the most part. Uh, radio. Uh, in the United States, especially, has become uh, a a oddly um, oddly put together uh, amalgam of of acts that I don't think, in many cases, are um, are probably deserving, is what I'm saying. In my humble opinion, <laughs> for what that for whatever that's worth, but yeah. Have you have have I told you about Oliver Tree at all? Mm-mm. You haven't tried listening to him at all? Okay. So Oliver Tree's a 26-year-old kid with a crazy-ass bowl cut. He was like a professional spook. Oh, wait, you did. Yes, you did. Yeah, yeah, I've told you about him. Right, right. So he just released his EP, and there were two new songs that I had not heard on there. Now, I have tickets. I have four tickets to see him in October, October 25th, I believe, Mm -hmm. at maybe Webster Hall or something. So I'm going to take Kylie, my daughter. She and I both like him a lot. And he, I can't remember the name of the song. I'll look it up right now. Um, one of these songs, 
it's very Beck. It's like super, like the processing on his voice and just the, the beat, a lot of it. And then he's got another song that is, um, this song is called Introspective. And then there's another song called uh, Do You Feel Me that has a lot of like kind of almost like new order and early 80s sort of new wave feel to it. So he's like a talented kid who just has, I, 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 he just does a lot of shtick and just nonsense. You know, like he has a, he had a music video and this music video that he made, I think he's got like a 30 plus minute mock behind the scenes version of it where he's playing a character it's so good and then the instagram is good too because it seems like he has a lot of young listeners who aren't in on the joke you know right so you know so i kind of dig him right but if you look at like i mean it can look at like even his number one song you know you look at some things is that it has like the song alien boy has 59 million streams on on spotify Mm mm-hmm and then you go to, and it, which is weird. We live in the the bizarre world. Like, um, trying to think of a big band. I mean, what do you call it? It's not a Beatles is not a good example. But like Warren Zevon, for example, right? Right. Warren Zevon, Werewolves of London. Okay, Werewolves of London has twenty nine million streams. But if you think about it, you could find songs that were number one songs on here, and you have someone like this Oliver Tree kid. And he, I think he's talented. Has more streams, right? Like Lizzo, for instance. Yeah, like I love her. You love posted, her. yeah, yeah. That that song, Truth Hurts, has two hundred twenty-eight million streams. That's on Spotify alone. That has two hundred twenty-eight right? million streams. Yes, and you compare that to streams. only fifty-nine million for for Werewolves of London. Huh? Uh, I'm gonna. I'll go to beat. I'll go to the Beatles. Okay, and okay. you got to keep in mind. So here comes the sun has 335, right? Yeah. So so uh, yesterday, yesterday remastered only has 156 million. Lizzo, who's, she doesn't look like she's more than 22. I mean, she looks younger than that. She's about know? that. She's um, about that, yeah. Right, right. And, um, yeah, and, and I didn't watch the Tiny Desk series. So uh, Lizzo is a uh, heavy set. Uh, a, a BBW, big black, big, big beautiful, beautiful woman, right, right, a black, black woman, woman. Um, and and she's got that song "Truth Hurts," where it's like, you know, wait, what is the line? It's so good. I, I don't even know. What the, you don't know the line. I don't well, know exactly. No, know, but I know. No, no. Here, I know that. I know what it is. It's 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 really pretty good, and she's pretty talented. And she did the Tiny Desk series, and she just out of the gate like cursing and fucking around with the whole oh, yeah. thing in the Tiny Desk, and she's just just sassy as fuck. Oh right? yeah, like, it's it's awesome. Yeah, she's yeah, she's good. She's really good. Yeah, right. And 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 then until you sent that to me, I don't even know that I had heard of her. And then all of a sudden, it's like this woman that I'm seeing. She's like, oh, yeah, I love her. And then I'm like, I listen to that song. I was like, pretty fucking good. But you're right. We live in a different time when it comes to music. And if you think about it, well, people that listen to the Beatles regularly or Warren Zevon or or Steely Dan or anyone that was big at a certain point and sold records and, you know, had hits don't use streaming services as much. That's true. Right. You know, it's like, but young kids do. That's why Billie Eilish, I mean, if you look at Billie Eilish, she's got, 
Like her songs are ridiculous. She's got fifty, almost fifty-two million monthly listeners. Does she really? You know, wow. she's got six hundred eighty-one million on her song. You know, bad guy, lovely with Khalid. Uh, it's like six hundred thirty-two. It's like a ridiculous number. She's got, you know, cr- you know her her thing is so different. I, I with her, I wonder uh, just the staying power how that's going to last with her. But you know, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying anything bad about her at all. She's she's awesome. But um, no, I did. And I mean, and, and like even her weird attire and the baggy clothes. I mean, she's only 17 years old. She's going to be 18 in December. And she is um, uh, apparently that's uh, she just doesn't want to become sexualized. And that would explain that. And, and you know, having a teenage uh, daughter, like, you know what? I, I got no problem with that. You know what I mean? If you're going to be in the public eye like that and, and you're just making music. Why? Yeah, I don't know. She doesn't have to hang her hat on that. You know, she's a young kid. She is, and uh, you know, it's a it's a, a different approach than uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Miley Cyrus, as an example. I was going to say, well, but and but I think that Miley Cyrus really plays with that and has gone through different phases. And quite frankly, she's fucking really talented. Oh yeah, like she's, she's a much. I think she's a much better musician and singer than. Um, than Billie Eilish, and I like Billie Eilish a lot. Um, but you know, it's um, there's a lot to there are stuff I've and this, I like. I was on social media today, and apparently, Travis Barker's daughter, right? Travis Barker, he's what is he, Blink 182? Blink 182, she yeah, he's, had, the, he's hit up on by some, per- yes, by a 20 year old drummer to a band I'd never heard of. I hadn't heard of the okay. band either, but I saw, right. yeah, I saw the story. Right, so there's this thing where he's been messaging her since she's 13. I don't know, maybe she's 16 now, but for the last three years, he's been messaging her. Yeah. Um, and and apparently it became a thing. He, um, I don't know. And then I guess it turns out that this kid is on the spectrum. Now, if you saw a picture of this kid, the drummer in this band, I don't know the name of the band, but um, you'd be like... He doesn't necessarily look, you know what I mean? It doesn't look as predatorial. The name of the band is Echo Smith. You know what he does look like, though, if you look at the fucking guy? I I hate to say it, but uh, he looks like a fucking mass shooter is what he looks like. If you look at the if you look at the pictures if you look at the pictures of those last, yes, last, last yeah. three, three guys I'm looking yeah 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 I'm looking I'm looking yep I you, I don't disagree um in that in one particular picture of the three of them yeah there was um, there was some uh, guy that uh, okay so um I don't know exactly what the creds are what the credentials are but uh, some dude uh, that Joe Rogan posted uh, a reposted a, a thing. Oh, Jesus, see if I know. I fucking open the can of worms here. But anyway, um, the guy posted uh, a uh, picture of the these last three shooters, and uh, he was talking about the idea that um, people want to blame, you know, toxic masculinity or, or uh, you know, the the uh, the idea that you know these are. are uh, uh, it's a bad thing because these guys were dudes or they're men and it's a, a, a toxic masculinity thing anyway um he, but he posted a picture of, of the guys and it's like you look at the, these three guys there's not a whole lot of masculinity going on with these guys uh, I, I mean if any i mean it's almost like we, there's a issue somehow uh related to just something a whole lot creepier than the fact that they're just dudes i'm trying to find this picture i don't remember the guy that he reposted where the 
fuck is it? Anyway. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, it, 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 it's moments like these right now, talking about this, that uh, I'm really glad that you came up with uh, Unbecoming Vage as a title for this podcast because <laughs> my title was going to be Toxic Masculinity and uh, <laughs> you had been in trouble. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to find it, but whoever the guy that uh, that he posted it, and uh, it's probably a Twitter thing, I'll guess. And I'm looking in the wrong spot. I'm looking on Instagram. Oh my god! Um, I you you're looking at Instagram. I can't even look at Instagram today. I I don't know what I was just passively looking through it, and all of a sudden it was like I was in my feed. There was like a, um, a Cape Cod sunset hash, some weird sh- hashtag, and I was apparently I was following a hashtag, and at no point do I remember finding a hashtag. And f- I didn't even know you could follow a hashtag. Yeah, you can follow hashtags, sure. Yeah, well, I don't want to do that. <laughs> That's what they're trying to encourage us to do uh, moving forward: is follow hashtags, not people. Um, because they're going to get rid of they're going to get rid of supposedly get likes. Rid, likes and and f- I, maybe even followers i think and the idea that you follow a, a hashtag uh, oh my god okay so if i go to tags all right slim wallet oh i can follow a fucking hand i don't even i don't want to follow i don't want to follow people i don't want to follow a hashtag i don't want to be on oh jim carrey i like jim carrey that's a hashtag i'm gonna follow that i don't know if he has an account <laughs> It's good. Um, I don't know, man. I just it's it, it just all feels like too much. Even when you tweet stuff, and I even responded to the tweet where you were going back and forth, and then I get lost in it, man. I just like I can't keep up. Well, Twitter, you know, this week has been. Uh, I think you know anybody that's that's been on Twitter this week and hasn't uh, you know had to just shut it down and and walk away is probably I don't know in a different headspace certainly than Ooh. I am. Are, are you referring to the anything beca- basically because of the uh, the two mass shootings yeah, over the, this past weekend? Right, exactly. And then just okay, so you got just the 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 news of of that happening and the, the the incredible you know sadness of all of that and the idea that you know what the fuck you know the uh, feeling so bad for these these people, their families, uh, you know the the communities where that happened. The whole thing is just like you know mind numbingly just sad and then it seemed like immediately thereafter all of a sudden you had this this just deluge of of shit that uh, came right after that uh with you know all the finger pointing and the name calling and the uh you know just the 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 cacophony of bullshit that uh that follows that where people uh are trying to virtue signal they're trying to to blame everybody in the world um and uh you know some of it okay am i saying that there there, there's uh, people shouldn't have an opinion on things Uh, no i'm not saying that at all um but um i it just didn't seem to me in many cases uh we we had uh, the, the, it came too quickly the the firestorm of of uh, of of the blame stuff and and trying to uh i don't know just and, and a lot of it not even so much the blame just the, the the and because we're in a political cycle where there's a bunch of people that are running for politics you know running for for president they want to say something or they feel inclined to say something and and to me it felt like the something that that um was being said um i think in all cases it just fell flat for me. There, were, there wasn't a single word I heard said by anybody that, to me, helped anything. There, there was, there's nothing that helped. 
if you say um, you know um, this is is sad and it's uh, it's uh, it's wrong and it's uh, you know it's it's a pity that you know somebody else was uh, uh, didn't step up the way they should have uh, you know that that that's that's an opinion that that uh, that you know is is valid and and you should have but does it actually fucking help anything no it doesn't doesn't move anything forward um at this point i think people have to start saying things that um that that help people and and, and criticizing i think uh the, the fact that uh they don't like somebody else is not helping somebody and and, and i agree I, there, there's a, there's a lot about this and i'll just there's a lot about the, the president and the things that he's done that I that I absolutely don't fucking like. But um, I think we have to start coming up with some, well, some constructive ideas, ideas. where people are working together across the aisle. Bull, yes. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Right. Now, so here's here's a cop friend of mine uh, from high school. Okay, and he's a pretty conservative guy. He's a pretty big Trump supporter. He's a fa- fake news proponent. He here's something he wrote here, right? And so. And I didn't comment on this. I'm not going to comment on it. I don't want to. There are actually two things. Almost everything he posts, I'm just like, I I want to comment, but it's like a downward spiral because the minute I fucking comment on fucking Facebook, it now all I see is our posts by him right. because I engaged. Yes, and I don't yeah, want to yeah, engage, yeah. and I don't want to get into an argument with anyone. I want. I mean, I don't want to necessarily just play devil's advocate. But there's where the fuck is this thing? Oh, here. So here he posts this thing. Uh, yesterday, which is today actually, which which was Tuesday, August fifth at at seven fifty six p.m., and he writes nothing to see here. This type of information makes Democrats look bad, so your TV doesn't tell you to be outraged about it. And here it says ABC Chicago um, seven, ABC News Chicago, and the headline was sixty six shot, twelve fatally in Chicago weekend shooting. Now, I you know I. I it, well, well, this may be true, yeah, is, you know, yeah. uh, and then someone writes here, Gabriel, yet the mayor of Chicago is out there on Twitter hissing at Ivanka Trump for pointing this out. Mayor claims that the tweet has the wrong statistics. She's claiming only 29 were shot. Now, I knew nothing about any of this until I read his post earlier today, and I'm like, okay, sure. I understand why you're posting that. Okay, fine. We're, do- we're talking about two different things here. We're talking about mass shootings, and we're talking about gun violence in a city that, that Trump would uh, call a shithole or whatever, and they're usually, play, but without any solution for that. Okay, uh, what are you going to do? What kind of federal aid? How are you going to help change things? How are you going to help lift it up? Why won't you go? You know what I'm saying? Why don't you go to that city and try to do that? It's and this stuff isn't covered, and part of it is not covered because it's just fucking. It just is. I don't think it's a conspiracy. You know what I mean? It's it's. There's so much going on you know, here and it, and it's not as black and white. And we're talking about like, how do we solve these things? And then the other issue here, and this is the, the bigger one for me in terms of like coming up, like, I don't have the answer. I don't know that you have the answer. I don't know if anyone has the answer is this is in my Facebook f- feed earlier today. This is someone, uh, I worked with a uh, theatrical teamster and he, it's a picture of him holding up a rifle in front of a Christmas tree, a very tall Christmas tree. My father got a very tall, skinny Christmas tree. And, uh, it says, my father gave me my first rifle when I was in the sixth grade, I, exclamation point. I have owned my three fifty seven for at least 20 years, and I purchased my 12-gauge a few years ago. Guess how many people I have shot with it? Zero, exclamation point. I will be... I will be damned if you think I am giving my weapons up or letting anyone take them away. 
I can promise you this. If anyone breaks in, I will be fully prepared to defend my family. Have a great day. And then a bunch of comments from people he knows with pictures of their own guns, shit like that. Right. The very next post I see on Facebook, someone I went to high school with, very anti-Trump, very liberal, very doesn't even want to go to our high school, our 30th high school reunion because she, she created a group of people she believed to be anti-Trump, liberal Staten Islanders. I'm in that group. It's not that I'm a Trump fan at all, but I'm not as extreme. And in, in, I try not to be extreme in anything because yeah. I don't see how it works. And then in, in here it says, I can't with your guns anymore. I want them all back now. <laughs> all of them. You can't be trusted with them. Now, who she's talking to, I don't know, yeah. right, specifically, okay? I understand that emotion, but I'm like, I don't know. So explain to me. These two people don't know one another. They'll never likely be in the same room together. Right. They'll never likely communicate. Um, I'm not close enough with either of them to want to bring them together or even be part of that is how do we get, where do we go from there? And I don't know if you have the answers, but seriously, how fucking extreme are those two thoughts? Uh, that, and the, uh, that exists all across the United States. And the, 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 the idea that, um, and this is, is the problem is, you know, we've got the, we've got the right and the left and we've got this idea, uh, this idea, which I don't think is, I, I, that I don't think is at all accurate is that it's a net sum game. I win, you lose you lose, I win, or, or the, the, you know, the opposite of that. So, so the idea that it's all or nothing for one side doesn't have to be you know, the, the frame of mind that, that the world needs to exist in. We, I, think, I, I, do, I, do, I do believe, I seriously do believe that more people agree on, on a, a majority of things in the United States than they disagree on. Uh, and I think if you did have them in a, in a room together and whether it was, you know, so we, you know, we got the Democrats and Republicans, and, but, but the biggest group in the United States really are undecideds, independents, and, and people who do just don't, aren't, are uninspired by politics. Um, if we, we have to realize, in, in my opinion, that um, the only way we're going to change what's going on with all this bullshit, with all these shootings, with all this violence, is there's going to have to be um, some, some areas where we recognize there's common ground here. All right, where's the common ground and what can we do and can we move something forward uh, to make that happen? Some of this is going to make um, gun owners uh, batshit crazy. Some of it is going to make the people who think that they're going to take guns away from everybody batshit crazy. Uh, but there's, there is middle ground there. And uh, I've, heard some, I've heard some interesting ideas over the last, uh, last couple of days. I've been trying to read some articles from some people that have actual constructive uh, criticism from uh, both sides of the, of the fence and and um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I, <laughs> like I, I, my head is like I didn't go deep before with reading this Facebook shit, but it's like I don't even know what the red flag laws are. But this guy shared something on on Monday, and he writes, "Do you get it?" And he shared something from a, an account on Facebook called "Cold Dead Hands," which <laughs> is, I think, I don't know if you and I were talking about it earlier, where I was like, or maybe I was talking to someone else earlier about like these types of comments, you know. So that's like, you know, you you was it Charlton Heston who said you can mm -hmm. you, you you're not going to rip the gun out of my cold dead hands or something like that. You're or you'll have to do it. I don't 
don't know the exact quote. And then, then cold dead hands, not a person, but an account that is obviously, you know, pro gun, um, red flag laws. The same people who report your Facebook post as offensive will be calling tip lines to have your gun seized. Get it? Now, this same fucking guy who's posting the thing about the rifle, posting that, here's another one. From the Real Man's page. Welcome to Facebook. What do you do with your opinion? And then there's a picture of these two hands. One, unwrap it. Two, lubricate it with warm water. Three, lie on your left side and lift your right leg. Using your right hand, introduce your opinion inside your anal ca cavity. And then there's a picture of the anal cavity, right? So so this guy is posting this, and yet what's his fucking Facebook page fucking filled with? A bunch of fucking opinions. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. such this hypocrisy. There is. But, yeah. but he's directing that at people who have opposing opinions to him. Yeah. The, it's, yeah it's, so this red flag thing. Okay, the idea would be like like uh, okay, certain certain uh, certain you know whatever these markers are pop up and we identify somebody as uh, a potential threat in society and that person, okay, um, the, essentially we have you know like Minority Report somebody shows up at their door and uh, and says uh, we're we're coming through your house we're going to look for your you know we're going to find out if you have guns and if you do we're taking them away and if you if you don't we're going to make sure you don't get them. That's that's kind of the you know the overreaching theme of the whole thing. Um, if you think about okay, how's that going to work? Who's going to do that? Um, there's going to be a uh, there's going to be a uh, and it, it almost can't exist because there's there's going to be a um, a overwhelming pressure that's put on medical people, on psych psychiatric people, on uh, people in the in the the world of of medicine to report these people because they're gonna, they're going to be the people that uh, that you know that are, are identifying. Okay, somebody has some sort of mental issue. Who who would know that? Okay, somebody you go to get help from. Okay. Uh, HIPAA laws, current HIPAA laws, preclude that from from ever happening. So you got that to get past. So a, a doctor, a psychiatrist, um, somebody like that, they 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 can't. They, they even though they their Hippocratic oath wouldn't allow them to do that. I don't think. But also their um, their legalities of, of of HIPAA, the the um, the you know the world that uh, we've created, you know, to keep medical records private, is not going to let them do that anyway. And they're not going to want to fucking do that anyway. Who who signs up to be a, to be a doctor to become this this uh, moving piece of the minority report that uh, is the uh, precogs that are uh, keeping you from fucking uh, doing harm that's not what they're there to do and, and they shouldn't have to do that so who else does it we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have sociologists we're gonna have i don't know people from from uh, the world of uh, of uh, churches, are we going to have you know ministers that are they're going to be reporting people? Who's going to who's going to be reporting these red flags? It, it makes no fucking sense in some ways. Um, so uh, there's just there's holes in all this shit. Um, but um, that said, we 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 do have to do something, and uh, they're going to have to figure it out. And whether that comes down to more permits, more background checks. Um, I heard somebody say uh, today that it was uh, if if you look at if you compare um, the ownership of a 
uh, of a semi-automatic uh, uh, rifle or semi-automatic weapon, uh, I guess, which would include pistols. So if you have a semi-automatic weapon, uh, should you should you have to have a federal permit for that, like you would have a driver's license? They were saying yes, and they're also saying beyond that, you would also should have an insurance policy that covers that weapon to a certain liability point that if somebody is shot with that weapon, that anybody who is, becomes harmed with it in any way, shape, or form, they, they pull, um, you know, they can pull from the insurance pool on that. And uh, at first when I heard that, I thought, well, that sounds a little bit nuts. And I thought about it and I thought, well, maybe it's not that nuts. Um, you know, if, if an insurance policy has to be written on this, if you don't have a tax stamp on a, on a weapon, you can, you can have the weapon as long as you pass the background check, which shouldn't be a big deal if you're, if you're a law-abiding citizen. You, you get your stamp, you get your, your, uh, your, uh, your weapon, and you can walk around with it. As long as you've got an insurance policy that covers you for the, for the use of that weapon, like a vehicle, you're, you're good to go. Um, that's going to preclude a lot of knuckleheads from walking around with guns. Um, hmm. I, I, yeah, I kind of, kind my of. gut tells me, my gut tells me that no, they'll be like, no, the government is trying to track my guns. Well, sure they're going to, you know well, what I'm saying? They're like, going to, sure they're oh, going to, that, 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 absolutely. There's going to be a huge pushback on that, but there's going to be a huge pushback on anything with it. So they're going to have to, what little parts and pieces of this are they going to, are they going to try to pull off to convince the owner of a gun? If I have, okay, right now, and this was brought up by somebody at work today. They were talking about if you have uh, $300 in your pocket, you can go down to probably in any city the size of the, 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 the town that I live in. You can go down to two or three places and buy a, with $300, you can probably buy an AR-15, new. And there's no waiting period. So if if anybody you know it's okay that that's a, that's a pretty small downstroke three three to five hundred dollars somewhere in that range I I can walk out same day with an AR AR fifteen uh, and the you know, the big clips and all that shit why should we let somebody who's able to you know who's able to come up with three to five hundred dollars why should we let somebody on on that level of and I'm just gonna say it outright I think that's a lower socioeconomic level. A, a lower mm-hmm. a, a lower mental level probably than i want being able to purchase that weapon i want them to wait a, i want them to wait at least a month a, a month for sure you you decide you want this gun fine it's july 1st you can wait till august 1st and it's not going to cost you three to five hundred dollars i think there ought to be a fucking buy-in level that's probably 10 times that amount three to five thousand and and does it preclude some people from buying a gun yes is that a good thing in my mind Yes, it is. Right, right, right. Now, now the guy that I know on Facebook uh, who posted the thing about his rifle, I don't know how many people he'd be able to kill with that rifle. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like it's not, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't yeah, know. Well, I, I have I no idea. I you know, know, like, I don't think, uh, you know, he could probably kill at least two or three, but he never has. He's killed zero. I'm just oh, letting you know he's God. zero people. But but um, there's there's this quote here, you know, about... Um, this was attributed to Gloria Steinem, and this goes back to um, uh, 2017. And I saw the quote recently, and, it, and, and, and apparently it was uh, wrongly attributed to Gloria Steinem. 
uh, you know, our fem- the, the feminists, you know, yes. uh, 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 very famous. She's uh, not young. Uh, what is it here? It reads, I want any young men who buy a gun to be treated like young women who seek an abortion. Think about it. A mandatory 48 hours waiting period, written permission from a parent or a judge, a note from a doctor proving that he understands what he is about to do, time spent watching a video on individual and mass murders, traveling hundreds of miles at his own expense to the nearest gun shop and walking through protesters' holding photos of loved ones killed by guns, protesters who call him a murderer. After all, it makes more sense to do this for young men seeking guns than for young women seeking an abortion. No young woman needing reproductive freedom has even murdered a room full of strangers, ever uh, murdered a room full of strangers. Now, you know, I, I don't know who wrote that. Don't know how it got out in the world. You know, it's... It, it's an extreme it's making an extreme point obviously yeah you know it's and so so you're like and and again it goes back to what i was saying before about these two uh, very opposing opinions on a very similar issue and and both people can say we have a problem here and then it's like but you can't take this no one should have guns and it'd be like you no one will take away my gun like oh fuck man you know it's just Okay, let's, you and I, by episode 200, we've got, uh, how many, what is it, 151? Yeah, 49. 49, 49, we're gonna, we're gonna solve this. That's the goal, I think, and then we can, we can shut it down. We're gonna fix everything. No more mass shootings. Thank you, Unbecoming of Eight. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we touch. I think that's the goal.